Hi everyone, this is Anna, and you're listening to my podcast on Heaven and Hell. Hey everybody, welcome back to the podcast. I am so thankful that you would join me today, and I'm excited to talk to you again about just some Bible study tips. Um, If you've been listening very long, if you've been with me from the beginning, that's kind of how we got started here. And now here we are again talking about um, Bible studying. And I think it's really important to come back to our goals every so often. um, We've talked about it many, many times on this podcast um, about having a plan, how important it is to have a plan for your Bible reading whether you're reading just a single scripture every day, that's perfect, that's great. Or if you're reading a chapter a day, or if you're doing a book study, or you're reading through the Bible chronologically, you need to have a plan. Because if you don't have a plan, you're not going to do it. And sometimes even if you do have a plan, you get off track. And um, that's that's kind of where I want to... Um, speak to us today is about um, when we've gotten off track or when we have found ourselves sliding back into um, just the routines of Bible reading and prayer and where maybe it's starting to feel like a checklist item again. Um, I want to help us out there. So I want to start with um, telling you guys about the five P's of Bible study and I may have mentioned them here before, but I don't think we've really talked about them in depth. And these are not, um, I did not come up with these, but um, I read this book a few years ago that really just, it changed my life. It changed the way that I study the Bible. And it was called Women of the Word by Jen Wilkin. And honestly, even if you're a man, I would read this book. I highly recommend it, Women of the Word. And she shares the five P's of Bible study. And I have just lived my life and my study uh, patterns by these five P's since then. And um, actually, a couple, during COVID, uh, when the world was shut down um, during 2020, I started a Bible study online. And um, we were doing it every Saturday morning. It was on like Facebook Live. And then it was on YouTube. And, um, the, the videos are still there if you want to go, uh, watch them. I do like some books of the Bible and stuff. So, um, they, they might help you if you're looking for just some extra helps for studying some of the books. But, um, we really dug in with these five P's of Bible study. And, uh, I think they've helped a lot of people. Obviously this book has sold like a lot of copies. So I think they're really good. Um, but I want to share them with you today and we're going to talk about one of them. Uh, let's see. The five P's of Bible study are study with purpose, study with process, study with patience, study with perspective, and study with prayer. And I actually, episode two of this podcast, we talked about perspective because to me, that's one of the most important ones. Studying with perspective is 
um, to study how each story, each passage you read in scripture, how it fits into like the historical context, what was going on in the world during the time that it was written. To study with purpose is to study and see how each story, each passage fits into the big picture of the Bible. But, um, and then to study with process and prayer, those kind of make sense, right? Um, and we might talk about those a little more later. But part of studying with process is having that plan for how you're going to study. Um, but today I want to talk about studying with patience because that's something that I'm sorely lacking in. And I think a lot of people share that um, struggle. But I actually, since I brought this book up, I wanted to read a quote from this book and then we'll talk about it a little. And this is, under the heading of why Bible literacy matters. And so what that means, Bible literacy, is um, being able to read the Bible and comprehend what it's saying. And she says, um, Bible literacy matters because it protects us from falling into error. Both the false teacher and the secular humanist rely on biblical ignorance for their messages to take root. And the modern church has proven fertile ground for those messages. Because we do not know our Bibles, we crumble at the most basic challenges to our worldview. This really struck me because of an experience that I had this past week. And I wanted to share it with you guys anyways. And I'm wondering if any of you have had this same experience. I'm sure you have. Um, I was on Instagram and I have deleted social media from my phone so many times, but then I get back on because I really do. It really is like a useful tool for for staying connected with people. And um, I try to use it um, to get like a message of hope and encouragement out there. But um, I do every now and then I just really get sucked into um like just absorbing the stuff that's on there and it's not all good. It's not all healthy. And honestly, I have no idea how this video popped up on my phone. Well, how it popped up in my explore feed on Instagram, but I was just watching like Instagram reels. And one of them that came up was, it was a video of a person in church and someone was praying for her and um so it was so it was just like a this person had probably taken like a screen recording of someone's live stream or someone else's um video or something from church and so it was just a girl in the altar and she was being prayed for and she was trembling as they were praying for her and um this person came on and said um was doing like a commentary on it and she said that this is very similar to, she said, I want you to look at this person and what's happening as they're praying for her, the way she's reacting to it. Uh, she said, this is very similar to what happens um, when we do this, some, some sort of, hang on, I got to remember what she called it, some sort of ceremony in um, her, her world in what she does. And she is a witch the woman who made the video because I went and like looked up her account because I didn't understand. I was like, what is she comparing this to? Um, and she, she's a witch and she was talking about this ceremony that they do and, um, how when they like 
say their chants or whatever it is, um, that people will have the same response. And it was so alarming. I mean, like sirens were going off in my mind because I can, you know, I can pause and I can say like, yes, I understand that there are spirits at work in this world, 100%. Um, and that, um, I think it's real. I think all of that is real. I get it. Um, but what scared me is that I know that there are baby Christians out there or people who are seeking for truth. And if they see like a video like this, comparing the two, because she had a video of both, they might start to believe that there is no difference, that it's all the same. And and it's not. And so immediately I was thinking about um, when God sent Moses to um, use him so that the children of Israel could be delivered from Egypt and that Moses did all of these signs, you know, turning the water to blood and the plague of frogs and the locusts and all of these things. And the Bible tells us that every time Pharaoh's magicians could could imitate it, could mimic it um, up until the death of the firstborn son. Something we um, preach all the time and teach in like our new beginnings class and in my home Bible study is that there are so many things that can be mimicked, that can be imitated. Even um, some of the like gifts of the spirit, speaking in tongues, interpretation of tongues, like uh, all of the, like they can be mimicked. And that's why we have to have discernment. That's also why the Bible says that we will be known by our fruits because you just can't fake love and patience. And oh my gosh, I'm doing it again. What I did two weeks ago on the Sunday recap that I can't name the fruits of the spirit. What is wrong with me? Humility, self-control. You can't fake those things. And that's where you have to allow the Holy Ghost to work through you. So sorry to like deep dive on that topic. But ever since I saw that video, it was just a wake up call to me because the truth is it's not the first time I've seen something like that. It is very like we are living in a world where people are so hungry for knowledge and to for understanding of things. And, um, there's witchcraft, but there's also like the Enneagram and like all of these personality tests and things where people are trying to like understand their, their selves and their true selves and you know who they are. And they're not going to the Bible to find their identity. They're going to like a test, a personality test or, and that's a topic for another day or, um, all of these different avenues that people are going to, to find to find knowledge. And it made me think of the scripture. And the scripture has been on my mind all week. It's in 2 Timothy chapter 3. And I'm going to read several verses here. And you guys just tell me if this doesn't sound familiar. Um, Paul's writing to Timothy and he says, But understand this, that in the last days there will come times of difficulty. Hmm. For people will be lovers of themselves. Lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, 
disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, heartless, unappeasable, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not loving good, treacherous, reckless, swollen with conceit, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having the appearance of godliness but denying its power. Well, if we're not living in the last days, then I don't know what this is because that just described like everything that's going on. Um, And then he says, avoid such people. And let's see, verse seven, this is the one that really, oh my goodness. And I didn't even know which verse came after, but y'all just listen to this. Verse seven, always learning and never able to arrive at a knowledge of the truth. That's the verse that I've been thinking about, that in this world, everyone is, they're learning. Everyone is seeking uh, for knowledge. What do we say? Knowledge is power. Everyone is looking to learn something, but it says they're never able to arrive, never coming to knowledge of the truth. And that's what's scary. But look, listen to this next verse, verse eight, just as Janice and Jambres opposed Moses. And so that's talking about the two magicians who worked for Pharaoh that I just mentioned earlier. I didn't even realize it was here in the scripture. So these men also opposed the truth, men corrupted in mind and disqualified regarding the faith, but they will not get very far for their folly will be plain to all as was that of those two men. So what he's saying is that in the last days, there will be people who are just, who are trying so hard to learn and to just gather up knowledge, but they'll never come to the knowledge of the truth. Just like those two magicians who worked for Pharaoh kept, were trying to imitate and did successfully all of those signs that Moses was doing to convince Pharaoh to let the people go, but the, it just wasn't enough. And eventually Everyone realized that the Janice and Jambres, as it, I can't, that might not be how you say their name, Janice and Jambres, I don't know, that they weren't the real deal because they couldn't do the final one. You know, eventually all of their things failed. They couldn't stop um, what God was doing. And what people are going to find out is that all of this learning, all of this knowledge, that if it's not rooted in truth, it's eventually all going to fail. Um, in this, the next scripture in second Timothy three, um, is where, um, three sixteen says all scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. And so maybe you're asking Anna, what in the world does this have to do with, um, the five P's of Bible study? Um, What I want to say to somebody today is be patient with yourself. Maybe you don't have it all figured out yet. Maybe you're reading some things in the Bible that just don't make sense. Maybe uh, you don't understand everything that you've read. Don't give up on the Word of God because it's the truth and it will not fail you. And that's so that's why you have to be patient. You got to keep going Keep reading, keep studying. And this is my second warning is don't turn to the right or to the left. Don't look elsewhere for your, for your knowledge. And there's, we've done an episode before about some good resources to help you with your Bible study. Be careful. Don't get your Bible study tips from social media 
or from YouTube or in or from you know really any just any old book uh, make sure you're finding like a vetted resource for that because there is so much content being put out into our world that is just not in line with the word of God and we we don't want to be like those who are always learning but never coming to the knowledge of the truth we want to know truth and so we're going to have to have patience to get there. And, you know, that's not to say that the Bible doesn't have instant effects, right? We're living in like an instant gratification world where we want results right away. I believe that the Bible does have results right away. There are going to be times that you read something and you think that is exactly what I needed today in this moment. I believe God can do that through his word. I'm just saying that there might be days where you're reading and studying and you say, I just don't understand how this fits in with the big picture. This doesn't make sense to me. Keep going because it might take weeks. It might take months. Shoot. I've been reading the Bible for like 30 years at this point, like 25 years at this point. And there are still things that I don't understand. There are still questions that I have, but I know more today than I did last year. And I'm, you know, I'm always adding to my knowledge of the word of God. And I'm always, when we read the word of God, and this is where we've got to understand this, the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. When we read the word of God, we are in communion with Jesus. It is a way of communicating. It's how he communicates with him, with us. It's how he how he speaks to us. So when we read the word of God, we're that's part of part of our relationship with the Lord. And just like any human relationship, you don't get to know everything about someone in one conversation. Joseph and I were coming up on our 10-year wedding anniversary. And we dated for two years before that. So 12 years of knowing someone. And I just found out today that um, he used to go swim at the public pool in um, Rivergate, which is super sketch if you live around here. Um, Number one, I did not even know there was a public pool or a park called the Pleasant Green. And I definitely didn't know that Joseph went and swam there when he was a kid. He said it was $3 to go swim at the Pleasant Green Public Swimming Pool. I said, I've lived here my whole life and I didn't even know that was a real thing. But that's a silly example. But just proof that um, after 12 years of knowing Joseph, I'm still getting to know things about him. I'm still learning things about him. And... I'm telling you today that if you stick with the Lord and you stick with your relationship with the Lord and you keep reading the Bible, you're going to learn something new about him every day. Or maybe you'll be reminded of a truth about him every day. But 12 years from now, you're going to learn something new then too because you're in a relationship with the Lord and that's how it works. So I just want to encourage you today to be patient with yourself. Um in your Bible reading, be patient with the Lord. He's been patient with you. And when we uh, pair our Bible reading with prayer and when we're studying with purpose and with perspective and we're patient, that's, that's where, um, 
that's where it gets real good. So I love you guys. Thank you for listening. And I hope you've been encouraged today. Um, I'm, I'm fired up about, um, making sure that people know how important it is for us to understand our Bibles. And so I want to say this, just this one more thing. I said, you need vetted resources. You need, um, to make sure that who you're listening to is right. That goes for me too. I'm not telling you that I'm the end all be all. I'm still learning stuff as well. And so if I say something on here that you don't agree with or that you don't understand, go study it. Call me, text me, like let's figure it out together because I'm just a one person and I'm still learning. And um, we're all in that boat together. So here's to learning and coming to knowledge of the truth. That's what we want um, for our relationship with the Lord. So you guys keep at it. You're Bible readers. You can do this. You can understand God's word and you can be changed by what you learn. I'll talk to you guys next time. Hey, it's me again. Thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast today. If you enjoyed it, Be sure to subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening so that you don't miss any of our upcoming episodes. Also, would you consider leaving a review or rating it? I would really appreciate it. It helps the podcast get into the hands, the ears of other people who need to hear about the Word of God. And if you've listened before, you know how I like to end every podcast. You are a Bible reader. You can understand the Word of God. And you will be changed by what you read. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time.